Hey guys, it's JC, the You Made New Podcast. Here we go with season four. <laughs> I tried to change the music up a little bit. I don't know that I like absolutely love that new jingle, but I'm not techie enough to like make my own. And that was, and it had some guitar and drums, which I am an 80s girl all day. <laughs> I can't do sleeping boring music. That's just not my speed. Plus, I know this is a gospel-centered health um, podcast, but we can have a little fun. He He's making us new. It doesn't have to be sleepy music. It can be exciting music with little drums and guitar, right? <laughs> Maybe I'll come up with a better one. I found bubbles or crickets. Maybe we can do something like that. <laughs> Welcome back. If you have been with me through three seasons, can I just say how much I love you and thank you for giving a rookie a chance. It's just me and a microphone, and I didn't really know what I was doing when I started this. In fact, I still really don't, obviously, with the jingle, right? <laughs> but it's been a cool adventure, and we're going to keep going and see what happens. Just take it episode by episode. This season, believe it or not, we are going to talk about health. <laughs> I'm a health coach. I'm kind of giggly today. I got to calm down, don't I? (laughs) I want to talk about it for this reason. This is what's been on my mind. If you look around in the world today, there is an image being portrayed to us or messages being sent to us daily, I would say, about what help is, what it looks like, what we're supposed to pursue. There's some parameters. There's just a certain stereotype, a paradigm in our world of what it means to be healthy. And so there's a lot of health coaches proclaiming this this message. I mean, endless on Instagram, on Facebook, on, you know, wherever you look, it's this is the message. And and you know what? I'm going to counteract that today. And with this whole season, that's what our goal is. Again, it's a gospel-centered approach, Christ-centered approach. But I just want to counteract the idea of what health is as um, we look at what we're being told by the philosophies of the world, through our society, through our culture. I'm not saying every message we're sent is wrong. I'm not. But think about it for a minute. What in general are the parameters you believe in your mind from what you've learned growing up in this society that mean you're healthy? Most often, isn't it the size of your body? Isn't it thinness equals health? Bigger people are not healthy. That's that's the number one, like a rock solid foundational principle that we are told over and over and over again. It's the size of your body. It's what you look like that shows how healthy you are, right? You weigh a certain number, you you wear a very small size, you have flat abs, tight muscles, you um are on a certain in a certain range on the BMI charts, right? There's a certain stereotype and we see it in how many images that are projected to us every day. Again, if you're an Instagrammer, you follow any health basic health coach type Instagram influencers and it is about appearance, correct? <laughs> now, if we think about it for a minute, your appearance is not a good indicator of your health at all. We can see that in the in the world today. I remember, and I feel bad about this. I mean, I remember hearing the story about the trainer on the Biggest Loser TV show who had a full-on heart attack 
And he was the one teaching everybody else how to be healthy. Haven't you known thin people that aren't healthy? I, I actually have people in my office a lot that probably fall within the BMI range, but they're not taking care of themselves at all and they don't feel good. And So appearance really is not an indicator necessarily. Now it can be size, a weight on the scale can be a red flag. We're not we're not going to get too crazy in terms of fitting in a box really tightly, but let's broaden it, shall we? Like, let's broaden what is health. Um, another way to look at it is a healthy person eats a certain way. It's some people say it's plant based or organic or gluten free or oh gosh, there's so many. Or it's how much time you spend in the gym. It's things you do. It's what you do. Let's look at it from a different perspective. Um, Before we launch into the new paradigm, it's funny, I've been thinking back to kind of give more fuel to this fire. I've been thinking about a book and it's older. It's from 2004. In fact, I think it was published even before that under a different title. But this book kind of set me on a whole new direction. It really kind of rocked my world a little bit. And, And I used it, quoted from it in my own body image book that I've written because I thought it was so important. The book is called The Obesity Myth, and the subtitle is Why America's Obsession with Weight is Hazardous to Your Health. It's um, by author Paul Campos, P-A-M-P-C-A-M-P-O-S. But it was an interesting story, and I'm, I'm just sharing his, his um, revelations just to give a little bit of perspective. He was just an investigative journalist that didn't really have an agenda. He just looked at the obesity crisis and thought, I want to learn more about this. I want to talk about this, write about this. I'm going to study this. And so he started really, as investigative journalists do, started really looking into it. And the story that unfolded and eventually became his book was not his agenda in the beginning. He began to see things that um, really shocked him and the... You can read it for yourself if you ever want to take a look. But the idea was, and why don't I just redo this one quote? And this is what I used in my book. Paul says this, after plowing through dozens of books, hundreds of articles in medical journals and countless interviews with medical and scientific experts. So he did his homework, right? He says, I discovered that almost everything the government and the media were saying about weight and weight control was either distort, grossly distorted or flatly untrue. The medical and public health establishment has done so by systematically distorting the, the available evidence regarding the relationship between weight and health and by severely exaggerating the risks of being overweight. And then listen to his, his final point. Never before in American history has so much junk science been exploited to whip up hysteria about a supposed public health epidemic. Again, he really makes the point that the, it's just yelled at us again and again and again. If you're not thin, you're, you're not healthy. You have to be thin. Thin equals health. So he gives some examples that I just thought were, were mind-blowing. He says one study followed 600,000 people for 30 years. So this was legit. This was a big study. And the results found that a non-smoking woman of average height could weigh anywhere within an 80-pound range without seeing an increased risk of early death. Her, her weight could fluctuate anywhere between 80 pounds, and the statistics shows 
showed that she was not going to die early if she was a non-smoker. Another study followed thousands of men in seven different nations for 40 years. And he found that the thinnest men were the ones who died the earliest. It's not nuts. I mean, when I first started reading this, I'm like, this kind of challenged everything I believed, everything I'd been told. The heavier you are, the, the earlier you're going you're gonna to die. But this was thousands of men for 40 years. The thin, thinnest ones were the ones who died the earliest. He also uncovered several studies in medical journals that proved that even massively obese men and women aren't more prone to heart disease than usual. Now, I, you may freak at that. You, you may have a medical background. You may just go, JC, what are you doing reading this guy? He's crazy. Of course, there's a higher incidence of heart disease in heavier people. But he did find studies that showed that. He found over 35 studies confirmed that the heavier person is, the less, less chance they have dying of cancer. <laughs> so in the end, this was his final conclusion. He said, the majority of the epidemiological evidence suggests that it's more hazardous to be five pounds underweight than to be 75 pounds overweight. <laughs> it's crazy, right? For a health coach to be reading this on a podcast. Whether or not you buy this argument is not my concern. It's it's fine. You could read it if you want it. Again, it's called the obesity myth. It, it's that we do know that we live in a world where we are told what to believe. There are talking heads in many different um, platforms that tell us what we are supposed to believe as the truth. And he did a lot of digging and said, wait a second, the studies aren't showing that. They're not showing that. Now, there can be a lot of problems that come if you are not taking care of yourself. And sometimes people that are heavier also have the correlation of a terrible diet. Yes, there, there can be those, those connections. And I've seen that in my wellness clinic. But he is saying, he's challenging the automatic assumption that thin is healthy, not thin is not. And I really like... Oh my goodness, I have a, a good friend who runs marathons and she's not a size two. But man, she's the strongest woman I've ever met. Um, on the If you put her on the BMI charts, she might not qualify. <laughs> you know, those stupid charts. I hate them so much. I, I won't go off on that. But you know people like that, right? My body is never, never, has never been designed to be a size two. In a really healthy state, it's a size 12. So again, we've talked about this in other episodes. I just wanted to throw that in there for a little extra fire to kind of show, okay, when we're talking about health this season, we are not talking about thinness. We're going we're gonna to just completely turn it upside down and redefine it. And I think the reason we need to do this is because again, like I said, so many messages are flooding us with the tidal wave of what to believe. I think it's time to fight back and push back against that tidal wave and have a strong foundation that we're standing on under our feet that defines what our goal is, what our paradigm of health is. So as those messages flood us, they're not going to take us down. We're not going to be succumb to arguments that may or not may not be true. We're going to be anchored in Christ, even in our health. And so we need to take several episodes just to clearly define what health is. So as I get on Instagram and start scrolling, and then I watch that influencer and I go, oh, wow, look at all the things she's saying. Look at, look at the ideas she's proposing. My mind is safe 
because it's anchored in a foundation of Christ-centered health, my mind is safe to be able to discern whether her platform is something I should follow. So again, it's important. Let's just let's just dive in. The reason I, I wanted to start with this intro is let's give, let's go to the dictionary first and start with the word health. What is health? And I loved some of the definitions. I loved it. One is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Complete physical, mental, and social well-being. The next one was the general condition of the body or mind with reference to soundness and vigor. <laughs> now, if you followed me, oh my gosh, that that really like excited me because we talked about all of season two, having a sound mind. We defined it differently. Soundness, I looked it up. <laughs> And the word soundness means free from injury, damage, defect, disease, and good condition, healthy, robust. But we defined it as redeemed, rescued from those things. Soundness is being delivered out of the pit, <laughs> being um, rescued and redeemed through Jesus Christ in a way that we are not suffering and struggling. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about, about that. But did you notice in both of those definitions it wasn't just body. Health is not just body. Both of them included the mind. One of them included social. I thought was interesting. I'd probably throw emotional in there too. Um, soundness and vigor in body and mind. I looked up vigor and it talked about physical or mental energy or power. Isn't that a cooler definition than saying being thin is healthy? <laughs> physical or mental energy or power. The last word I looked up was vitality because it's a synonym. I was looking up different synonyms and playing around with these words and vitality was my favorite. Um, It said the capacity for the continuation of a meaningful or purposeful existence. So to me, health is soundness, vigor, vitality in mind, in body, socially, emotionally. It's well-being of the whole self right? You can't just judge it by the appearance and, and see, okay, this is the harder thing. So what we're going to do, let me, let me give one caveat and then I'll lay out what we're going to do with our, our top 10 this season. The hard part is, so you put, you paint that picture of health, whole sold, best self, capacity for a meaningful, purposeful existence, healthy, physical, mental energy, power, all those words. But this is the problem. We live in a mortal world. We are mortal. Our bodies are mortal. And so the world will put out an expectation of health as perfection, a perfect body, a perfect health, perfect numbers from the doctor. And boy, I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but I don't hardly ever live in a place where mentally I'm perfect (laughs) or ever, hardly ever. I think I said that. That's funny. Ever. I do not ever live in a place where my mind is completely sound. It's a process. My body always seems to be struggling with something, right? Just when I get one ache or pain underway, I get a new condition or a new symptom that I'm kind of battling. I start to get on a health thing and start to exercise and then I get injured. And we live in a mortal body that is going to have all kinds of challenges to health. So what if we look at health not as free from defects, 
but as a soundness where we're a we're, we're filled with the ability to endure those de- defects. We have a sound mind as much as is possible with what we're dealing with. We can still have a sense of well-being that comes through Christ, even if our health, our physical body isn't perfect at the moment. Our hormones are jacked or something's going on. I'm going through some of that right now. It's, can you see how cool it would be to redefine health not as no problems, mentally or physically, not about perfection, because we're not going to be there ever. I mean, really, even if you find one day where you're finally like, you know what? Everything today is good. I feel good. My mind is solid. I'm good. <laughs> like, hang on. Enjoy that because we all know it's not going to last very long. What if health is the ability to be grounded in Christ no matter what we're asked to struggle with mental or physically? We are grounded in him so that we have the soundness and the vigor and the energy and the power in him. It's an inner strength that will give us the ability to care for our body and to treat it um, in a reverent way and to feed it well and do all these things that we've been talking about. But healthy, okay, that's, I'm discovering this as I'm talking. I'm trying to unfold it as I'm talking because I have a lot of ideas going on in my mind. But let's stick with that. For this season, health isn't going to be no problems. It's going to be soundness, vigor, um, capacity for a meaningful and purposeful life as we come to Christ and let him grant us that gift. About finding, maybe it's even about finding meaning and purpose in a very unhealthy season according to the world. Let's say my body is going through a really difficult season. I've been diagnosed with something. I'm struggling with something. And so we think, oh man, my health is wrecked. But the health is the world's definition, right? According to the world, things aren't going good. According to my doctor, (laughs) things aren't going good. But what if I look at it as the ability to handle that challenge and still give it meaning, give it purpose, Be grounded in Christ so that I am sound. I'm not struggling. I am able to have the strength to endure. I have peace. In fact, why don't I just read you my top 10 list? Because this is where my mind is going. If we're going to look at a top 10 list for health, the world might say a certain body fat percentage or a certain BMI number or, you know, certain number of minutes at the gym or, you know, the, the world has its own statistics. But here's my top 10 and I want to take an episode on each one. Number one, balance. Let's look at freedom, rest or peace, humility, grace, faith connection with others, with the Lord, vulnerability, trust, and love. To me, if we're going to look at what a healthy life is, it's not the BMI numbers. And it's not a perfect body that doesn't have any health problems. And it's not flat abs. (laughs) And it's not a certain number on the scale. It's balance, freedom, humility, grace, faith. All these things that ground us in Christ that make us able to handle whatever mortal life throws us. 
If I am in a state of opposite of those things, instead of freedom, I'm in bondage. Instead of faith, I'm in a place of unbelief. Instead of humility, I'm in a place of pride and obsession about my physical body or I've made it my idol. I've made it something that I worship. Do you see how the opposite of all things, I could have a body that's very beautiful on Instagram, but according to this definition, I'm, I'm not in a place of health at all. I don't know. I don't know how well I explained it, but maybe we'll just unfold it as we go. You know, I like to ramble. If you've been with me this long, you know that. (laughs) Let's explore this so that as we are immersed, continue to be immersed in the culture that we are, we don't have expectations for ourselves that's going to cause continual shame and failure because we don't measure up to the world's definition of health. Let's redefine it. Take an episode at a time and redefine it and see how we can lay a foundation that will bring us to a place of peace. I hope that was helpful today. Join me. Um, We're going to be doing this during the fall of 2020. I may have a few weeks where we have some time off. We've got holidays and things coming up. Um, So if there's a few times we don't get it posted, be understanding. I've got a lot on my plate right now. Also, I'm going to give a little shout out. I'm starting to build my YouTube channel. So I'm kind of juggling all these balls at once. It's brand new. Like I have six subscribers. (laughs) So if you want to go over and check that out, it's just JC Whiteman on YouTube. You can find the link on my website too. But if you want to check that out, that would be fun. Go follow me there and we'll be talking about some other stuff there. If you want to give that a look, that would be awesome. Um, Thanks so much for joining me today. Explore in your own mind what you think health is what you've been taught what it is over the years, what you've come to believe through the different voices, and now maybe turn that outlook with me and let's look at a new definition um, and do it together and do it in a way that's grounded in Christ. Thanks so much.